All right, welcome back to another episode of Giorgio Says the Podcast. And today we're going to get into a couple of things. I know Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12 is officially over, but we still have some things to talk about. I also am going to talk a little bit about Ashley's monotonous driving in a neighborhood and not seeming like she was going anywhere. Or was her car being pulled by another truck, as one Twitter user pointed out? And then we're also going to get into these receipts that Lisa Rinna had for the reunion that we never got to see, what Andy said about it, and then what Lisa came back with. And then lastly, we're going to talk about Kathy Hilton's effect on the Caribou nightclub. I shared something yesterday. There was a video that surfaced that was sent to me that shows... Uh, the people at Caribou Nightclub dancing their little hearts away to a song that Kathy initially requested and was told absolutely not. So that and more, let's get into it. All right, now I know that we are officially done with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12. The reunion has finished and concluded. We don't really have any resolution to a lot of things, and I think that's what's dragging the conversation out personally. But also, there was a couple things that came up that were not addressed at the reunion that were heavily talked about leading up to the reunion. And that was Lisa Rinna's Aspen receipts. So if you guys remember, there was, you know, a couple months before they went and filmed the reunion, Lisa was teasing a manila yellow envelope. And on the front of it, it said Aspen Receipts. Now, we didn't really understand what could be in this manila envelope or what receipts she would have other than the text messages that she's already shared. However, um, we didn't get to see any of that. And it was clear that it was either not talked about or it was edited out. Now we're finding out via Andy that there was not much in those receipts, if you will. And it was, he says, excuse me, he says that it was just basically receipts from the Oscar night Elton John charity dinner. So basically saying that it was just receipts pertaining to the thing that Sutton was talking about in terms of the table. But I don't really buy that um, because that to me, didn't make sense. If it was just a manila envelope that said receipts on it, fine. But it specifically said Aspen receipts. So why would she put Elton John Oscar night dinner table receipts and emails in a manila envelope that was titled Aspen receipts? We know that that altercation, that whole situation with Lisa Rinna and Sutton took place at the very top of season 12. So it didn't really make sense to me. Well, then Lisa Rinna took to her stories because she's, she's back at it. You guys, she's still, she's still trying to clear things up in whatever way she can. And she 
posted a picture of herself at the reunion where she's clearly putting her manila envelopes behind her pillow to have access to them for the reunion. And on the picture, it says, I had two envelopes, not one, and they were filled with receipts. And my bum looks good here. I have to agree, her bum does look good in this picture. And then I want you guys to take a listen to this. When I was texting with Erica because she asked me where I was and what had happened to me, and Kyle was there with her so she knew exactly what was happening at the house and what had just gone down. And then the other was a text chain with my assistant and one of my best friends. They were asleep, so I couldn't reach them. So I was telling them exactly what had just happened in that house. I believe it's eight pages long once I printed it out and trying to figure out what the fuck to do. There you have it. Two envelopes, not one, two. All right, so as you can hear, there was clearly more that we just did not get to see. Now, Andy also said that they had talked about each topic at great length and because he wanted to keep this reunion like three parts because he says that when it's too many parts to a reunion, people complain. Like, I'm assuming he's talking about last year's reunion when it was a four-part reunion. And listen, my thing is, last year, we had one major storyline and that was Erica... Jane and all the stuff that was going on with her. All the women jumped on this situation and made it about them. So it was everyone's storyline because everyone was like, is it going to impact me? Are we going to, do I need to get a lawyer involved? So I understand that with that situation, there was a lot of stuff, but I don't feel like Erica's whole debacle last season needed four parts because if you remember, I think part two or three, they were showing us things from part four as if we were going to see them on the next part. And it was just dragging out. So that to me means we didn't need four parts. We could have done it in three and still got the job done. Now for this season, I will say it is a little bit different. We didn't have one major storyline going on. There was a ton of different things happening from the beginning all the way to the end. Now, obviously, towards the end of the season, it was more you know, surrounded with Kathy and her meltdown and Aspen and all these alleged things that that Lisa and Erica are claiming that Kathy said. But nonetheless, I feel like this year's reunion, we got very surface level conversations when it came to some of the deeper topics. Like, for instance, I pointed this out on a TikTok immediately, which was the whole book situation with Garcelle. Like, I don't understand why we didn't dive more into that conversation because for me, I feel like she gets treated differently and she can't react because if she reacts, then she will end up being the angry black woman. And I don't even think that's Garcelle's vibe. She's very straightforward. She's very much like, she has a lot of intellect. So she understands that in order to understand something, you've got to confront it and you've got to ask questions to have better understanding, which I greatly appreciate about Garcelle, which is what makes her, in my opinion, a great housewife. She understands the assignment. 
she gets it. But there are moments like at the reunion where, you know, she worked really hard on that book and it was a big deal for her. And the fact that it was so disrespected, not only by Lisa and Erica and the other women that were on that group chat laughing about Lisa throwing Garcelle's book in the trash, um, you know, I, I felt for her and I just can't imagine what it felt like in the moment. We only saw an edited clip, but I digress. The point is, is that this season, we had a lot going on. This would have been the season to do a four-part reunion, in my opinion. And I don't think anybody would have been mad about it. It was already a, a really long season as it is. Let's just finish it out. One more part wouldn't have done anybody any harm. So, but I don't know. The thing is, I think with the reunion being edited the way that it was, it left us with a lot more questions. Um, but it's clear that those envelopes had way more in them. And maybe it's just that whatever she had in the envelopes just wasn't adding anything to the story or wasn't adding anything to the resolution. So I don't know. I really do wish we did have a part four though, because I think it would have been more interesting to have a little bit more of the Kathy uh, conversation with the ladies and with Kyle, because I feel like there was chunks that were clearly left out based on Kyle's reactions, Kathy's reactions. And it was clear also that towards the end of the reunion, they were waiting to kind of go. Like they were waiting on Kyle and Kathy to kind of finish so they could wrap things up, which is why Dorit inserted herself and then Kyle snapped at her. But nonetheless, there's still stones unturned, which is why people are still talking about this. Um, I also want to point out that I received a video from someone named, I don't know, this, this is not the person who sent it to me. And the person who did send it to, sent it to me was a like random anonymous account, which there's tons of those where people use them to kind of send stuff to people and it not have it, track back to them. Nonetheless, I looked at the video and my jaw was on the table, you guys. It was, so apparently there's someone named Aspen Gossip Girl. And I'm not sure if she was the one filming this video, but somebody she knows, or maybe it was her, was inside Caribou Nightclub one night and filmed the dance floor where there's people dancing. They're dancing to, are you ready? Drum roll. They were dancing to Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, the very song that Kathy wanted the DJ to play when she was there and they refused. So I thought that was funny. A lot of people thought it was a dig at Kathy. I don't see how that's a dig at her. If anything, it shows that like the impact of this whole situation kind of is leaving behind this trend, if you will, like not trend, but there's a impact that she left behind. Like Caribou Nightclub is a very exclusive members only club for really rich people. So this isn't just like a TGI Fridays where if Kathy would have had her meltdown in a, you know, a TGI Fridays, I'm sure we would have gotten a lot more information because people would be willing to spill it. But when you're in a situation like Caribou Nightclub, when everyone's got so much money and everyone thinks so highly of themselves, no one cares. That's the point of those spaces. People can go and 
have a great time and not worry about anybody being in their business. And I thought that was interesting and really funny, actually. So whoever Aspen Gossip Girl is, if you hear this, shout out to you. Like that, that was, that was absolutely fantastic. Now, I want to get into something else because a lot of people have been asking me, do I think Kathy really said that homophobic slur? Do I not think that it's true? I'm not being clear when I'm reporting on it. Listen, I don't necessarily believe it because, not because I think it's impossible that Kathy could say something like that or that that's not something she would ever say. That's not what I mean. What I mean is the way it's all being stitched together from the beginning, from when this stuff started popping up, okay, to the end. Listen, there's a couple holes here. And I know a lot of people are referring back to the way that, that Kathy responded back to Erica when she pointed out that she said the homophobic slur about the DJ to her only. But then when you go back and you, if you guys remember, okay, when Kathy went over to Kyle's house and she apologized and she also pointed out that she called all the other ladies to also apologize, okay? She, she said the only person she didn't talk to was Erica because she didn't talk to Erica in that, in that moment. So that makes me think that people are taking things and running with them, Erica and Lisa. And I think they were grasping at straws. I think, honestly, Kathy had a meltdown. She probably was yelling at Kyle. That's all true. But I think Kathy has taken accountability for that. And we need to let that mouse go. I don't know what more people want out of this um, besides blood. But this is a TV show, as Lisa Rinna says. So if it's just a TV show, let's stop making this a CSI episode of trying to figure out who did it. I'm at a point where I'm ready to let this mouse go. I don't at this point believe Kathy said it. I think she said other things. And I'm sure she was venting and being like out of control. But as mentioned by the Vanity Fair uh, writer who was on the Bitch Sesh podcast, when he talked to someone that worked at Caribou Nightclub that was there, they said that Kathy wasn't any more drunk than anybody else that normally comes in. And the other point to that was that he also mentioned that, you know, he said people of a certain age don't realize the altitude and how it impacts them. And then they have a couple of drinks. And if they're on a medication, then, you know, it's whoop it up time or it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs time. Like, I don't know. It seemed more like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in Kathy's situation, because clearly she was tired. She was, you know, she was run down at that moment. So I can imagine with altitude and anything else, drinks, good luck. But I don't believe that Kathy said that to Erica, because the other point to this is that at the very beginning of these allegations, Erica wasn't the one coming out saying anything against Kathy. It was Lisa Rinna. And Lisa Rinna didn't hear any of these things or didn't hear the slur because again Erica pointed out she said it to her directly so then nobody else heard it if that's correct so then how is it that Lisa Rinna's running with this for so long before Erica jumps in basically Erica jumps into this once the trailer drops and then she eases her way into like sending out these signals but even then it was Lisa Rinna that was pushing the car forward but she wasn't even there in that moment. So it's confusing to me. The other thing 
is that the Vanity Fair writer said that, you know, Kathy just sat and waited for the Sprinter van and that it was Lisa Rinna who was actually being nasty and yelling at the staff and treating people poorly because she didn't want to take her coat off. And I posted, uh, oops, I gossiped again on TikTok and Instagram, shared a screenshot of a story she took of Lisa's way back when, when they were in Aspen and she's wearing this coat. And in there she says, um, the only other person to walk into Caribou nightclub with their coat on was Mariah Carey. So saying like she was, she's on that level that she could wear her coat and not have to check it, which also lines up with the fact that Crystal could not leave with them because she checked her coat. And therefore that's why Lisa Rinna was able to just leave with Kathy at that moment because she already had her coat on. So there's a lot of things, but I think these are important pieces to the puzzle um, just to give leverage to the story, because obviously we're not going to get another part to the reunion. They're not going to rehash anything at this point. But I feel it's important that these little nuggets are out there because I think, you know, listen, it was an easy target, in my opinion, to come after Kathy. Kyle clearly knew that they were going to bring something up, but I think Kyle initially thought it was going to be mainly about what Kathy said about her, not the leaking the slurs and all that to the press i think once that started to happen it got away from kyle and kyle had to come in and do damage control because then it's all going to link back to her and that clearly wouldn't look good it's already impacted her and kathy's relationship but it doesn't seem like kyle cares what the audience thinks at this point because she's more concerned with keeping her family unit together and keeping the drama out she was on two T's in a pod where she was talking to Teddy about this. And she said, I am fine being the enemy here. If it means I get to keep my family together, I don't want to start talking and then start putting all these things out there. And then it backfires. And then, you know, it puts us in, in a strained situation again. In my opinion, they are in a strained situation. I do agree with Kathy. Kyle, you said two words. You didn't have much to say. And if, if your silence means that you agree, then you should say that, you know, you should, I would have loved Kyle to speak up a little bit more, but I mean, maybe she did and we just didn't see it. I have no clue. All I know is, is that season 12 may be over, but I feel like we're still going to be talking about some of these things in the near future or until things start making sense. Cause as, as we all know, we have Bravo detectives out there, specifically on Twitter, who won't let this die. You know, one side is on Rinna, one side is on Kathy, and they're just like, they're pulling whatever receipt or situation they can to make their point. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to keep, keep our ears and eyes uh, open and alert to any other things. And obviously, if I come up, if, uh, come, you know, someone gives me any more insight or if I come up with any more information, I'm definitely going to share it with you. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm putting a pin on it for season 12. I, I'm not going to say I'm not talking about it anymore because I have no clue what else is going to come out at this point. But for the most part, I think we can actually try to let this mouse go. All right, now let's talk about, I'm going to quickly touch on this because this was talked about 
so much heavily on Twitter. Excuse me. Um, this was talked about heavily on Twitter. If you watched Real Housewives of Potomac, I'm going to lightly run through it, but there's one scene that everyone's talking about from this past Sunday's uh, episode, and it's the scene where Ashley is talking to her publicist in her car while she's driving up and down a neighborhood street, going around the cul-de-sac, and it feels like the longest scene ever for what the actual scene is. So, nonetheless, she's basically talking to her publicist because I guess it the word got out that her and Michael have separated, that she filed for legal separation. But there's headlines coming out that are painting him in this negative light. And so she's having a call with her publicist to be like, basically, how do we fix this? And I do feel like this scene was planted after the fact. I think this was just layered in to kind of show that Ashley was not trying to purposefully make Michael look bad. Because the way the scene is shot, it's clear that we don't know why she's driving in that neighborhood. We don't know where she's going. And typically that would be fine. But it's really noticeable that she's just driving up and down the same neighborhood street. So I don't know if she was looking at houses earlier and she just stayed in that neighborhood because it was easier. But there was people on Twitter that were like saying that her car was clearly being pulled by production and she forgot because she took the hands off the wheel. And I'm like, okay. And this, I thought it was a joke. But people were like really in deep in that thread. And they were like going back and forth and back and forth. And I would say 50-50. 50% of the people really thought that, yes, her car is being pulled by a production van that has cameras, like a movie set. Others were like, this is absolutely absurd. They don't do stuff like this on these shows. It's clear because you can see that they're like in another car filming because you can see the outside of her car driving around the corner on this neighborhood street. So I laughed because I think that's, it's funny be, that people really think that, that, that production would put that much budget into like putting her car on something to drag it, to make it look like she's driving and talking when, you know, it's, it's not that deep. So no, but I do agree. The scene, in my opinion, was way too long. They could have picked a more, I guess, neutral road where it wasn't so noticeable that she was driving up and down the same neighborhood street. I don't know. This is what you got to do, though, when you're putting a show together and you're, you know, trying to get the narrative right. And, you know, you're trying to work with the person, the cast member who's trying to get their story out. So you do these little things. And obviously, like, there is moments, like, with Robin's, you know, kids fun activity that she purposefully didn't invite Wendy to, but then invited Wendy's kids via Candace, which that was a whole other story. Um, but like in those moments where it's like, there's no money being thrown at the situation whatsoever, you know, and that's fine. But I mean, I would think at this point, the production for Potomac has a little bit more budget than they had when they first started, obviously. So Little things like that, I wish they would put a little bit more attention to detail on. But I also feel like they do it because they know it gets the girls talking about each other and being shady. So I kind of get it. But yeah, the whole Ashley scene in the car, I was laughing hysterically. Even my partner was like, why is she just driving up and down this neighborhood street? And he never... He never pinpoints things like that when we're watching these shows. Like, I'm usually the one that's pointing out stuff to him like hey pay attention to this did you see that 
But this time he on his own brought it up and I just laughed even more because I'm like, oh my gosh, if it's, if it's obvious to him, then it's clearly like they're like, they, they didn't edit this right. They should have made it shorter. They should have, I don't know. They should have put it somewhere else. I, I, now I'm going on a rant on this, but, but yeah, so I think Potomac's doing really well. I really, really love it so far. I mean, we're only what episode four episodes in it's doing amazing. It's doing amazing, sweetie. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what the rest of this season for Potomac brings. Obviously, um, Salt Lake City is on tonight. We have a new episode. I will say last week's episode was a little bit slow for me, so I'm hoping that they kind of start to pick it up. Uh, but, you know, I feel like also this whole situation with, um, you know, I want to touch on this too. The whole situation with Giselle and Chris and Candace. Listen, I, I already said this, but like now watching a little bit more to see Giselle be surprised that Candace wouldn't greet her at Robin's kid function or whatever she was doing for them is really odd because it's like, why would she speak to you? You're making her husband look bad on purpose like you're you're you like Giselle is now grasping at straws and so although she's allowed to feel the way she feels I feel the way that she's painting Chris in this whole situation is messy and dangerous and I understand why Chris is reacting the way he's reacting on Twitter because it's you know this is damaging to people so I, I mean and it's clear because Wendy's husband also pointed out oh now they're going to come after Chris because it's clear it's a pattern with you know well, at least with Giselle, like they, they pick on one guy and they just go after him. And I don't know if that's because it's easier than going after each other. I, I have no clue. But either way, it impacts the ladies that are on the show because if it's their husband, they're going to have to deal with the aftermath of that too. But I, I don't know. And there was, there's some stuff coming up that we didn't see in the trailer. So I love that. I love when there's surprise drama and there's things that, you know, I, I like when the trailer doesn't give us every little thing because then like surprise uh what else is going on so like i said we have a new episode of salt lake city tonight um i am working on revamping the patreon i am going to be posting a lot more i have a lot of things queued up i know i've been off the radar on there i'm taking one of the tiers away i just want to have one tier and it'll be accessible for as many people as possible and if i want to add a tier later I will do that at some point. If not, we'll leave it as is. Uh, so I appreciate everyone's patience with the Patreon as I've tried to figure out my footing there. Um, what else is going on? As another reminder, I said on last week's episode that that episode was going to be the last video version of the episode for my podcast that would be on YouTube. Um, so this episode, if you are watching it, then you're watching it on Spotify. I will no longer be putting the video format of my podcast up on YouTube, at least for the time being, because I have re-strategized my YouTube channel and I'm focusing on other things. So I don't feel like at this time my podcast uh, fits there. So I'm going to leave it on the podcast platforms. So if you do want to watch this, head over to Spotify and you can watch the video there for the rest of you. Just listen to me while you're driving and carry on as per usual. 
Um, okay, guys, I don't think I have much more um, to give you guys on this episode. So with that, I will leave you on a good note and say that we are in November. Um, that means holidays are coming up. So stay safe. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.